Welcome back to Cinema Cult as we do our final episode for 2017 as we watch the movie Home Alone, which I hadn't seen in years. I watched this uh, last year. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, watching it, uh, I have. I didn't realize how much I didn't understand when I was a kid. Yeah, same here. Okay, so like... I'll go through it, all right? No, Just, but why would you do it before we go through the movie? We're going to start off by going through the entire movie. <laughs> anyway, I feel like watching this movie, I didn't realize how much I remembered from it. Oh, yeah. It's like, pretty, lines yeah. of dialogue, uh, song cues, like, everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. this was bizarre. Like, I, you ready for some more? Like, you remember that line? No, what are you talking about? The, you, you guys give oh, up? They meant, or like, are you, you hungry for some more? Yeah, no, it sounds just like it. I think that's why I was confused. <laughs> um, fun fact, went to uh, Cane's today. I don't know if Cane's Dude, is a big... you love Cane's. I do. He loves Cane's. Cane's is a, um, a chicken tender only place. It's a Midwestern restaurant treat. Yeah, and it's absolutely amazing. So we go there today, and the napkin dispensers say Home Alone 2 on them. And it has the Statue of Liberty smack or put, put its hands to its I face. This, oh, yeah, because yeah, that you know why, right? Yeah, well, let me finish. And then in there's a big Christmas tree, and on a Christmas tree, the ornaments yep. are bricks and um, oh, okay. um, two turtle doves. Okay. <laughs> and then all the cups had Home Alone 2 on them, and they were selling a puppy dog, a plush toy, that was dressed like Kevin McAllister for Home Alone Why 2. Really? are they doing promo for this Because it's the 25th anniversary, and it's on Blu-ray. Well, they do a Christmas movie every year, I think, right? I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, but, they they like what they do is they sponsor some random Christmas movie every year, and I think they decided to sponsor Home Alone two this year. It's like it's almost as if they they accidentally bought the whole stock of like leftover merchandise from. Home oh god, Holy shit! Wait a minute, did you see the twenty fifth anniversary? Yeah. Oh my god! Did you say Home Alone two? <laughs> did you say Home Alone two? Twenty five twenty five years ago. Yeah. Dude, that makes me feel so old. Yeah, see, dude. I don't because I feel like we were kids when that came. Do out. Do you realize so. though, in like ninety seven? It was the 20th anniversary of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the big thing. And now it's 40. That is kind of weird. Isn't that weird? About. I remember that when that was like, the, like they're like, yeah, they're re-releasing the movies. And they seemed like they were so old yeah. then. But yeah. like now we're looking at it, it's like 25 years ago, Home Alone 2 came out. Like does, That's kind of a weird comparison. Does that gap? Yeah. And they've done this like with the, that 70s show. What's yeah. you've, you've said this. So one. Home Alone 2 is closer to Star Wars... Um, Return of the Jedi? Or? No, the first one. Oh. Then it is the new one. It's closer to A New oh, Hope I, than it is Last Jedi. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's weird. It's kind of weird to think about. But then that. there's a 70s show is that when that show came on, like we're... We've the, talked about it 13. <clears throat> on the podcast? Yeah. Damn it. Because the way... Damn it! It like... From the gap year from that 70s show to the actual 70s when it came on. Oh, I see what you're saying. If we did it now, it's the exact same gap. They have to do like a 90s show. Gotcha, gotcha. So. Isn't that gotcha. weird? Yeah, it is really weird. Yeah. yeah. Technology, I think, splits is what d- it decides the factor or whatever. That's right. Very I'm good. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, no, I really I'm, 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 I agree 100%. I'm totally having like a gra- uh, Groundhog Day moment right now. I think we've talked about this on the podcast. I don't think we have. And I listen to all the episodes. We may have. Every very day. closely. <laughs> and listening day. Fans. Call us out. <laughs> Our address is five. <laughs> five square. Five street. Five street. Watching Home Alone, I thought it was going to be a chore. I'm going to say it from oh, the get-go. No, dude. Man, really? this held out. This, what this is, movie is like perfect. It's like a perfect this movie. This is uh, like on par with like Christmas Story. Like I think I could watch I this. I think I like it better than Christmas Story. I think so, too. I think because it's, it's closer to my childhood than... I think probably yeah, yeah. You know what? And I think Christmas Story is about to wear out. 
it's I think getting there. I, I think mean, we're it's getting up there like generation wise where uh the generation that it was introduced to and that it kind of played to yeah um isn't going to isn't going to like it's not going to resonate as well with like the kids of today sure sure you know i think this is actually our first christmas movie for, or no we've done krampus before yeah batman returns and uh okay. edward scissorhands last year uh, okay. Yeah, Edward yeah, Scissorhands so. counts. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I can't remember if we counted that or not. Cool. We did. What a bullshit fact by Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this is our first episode of a podcast. <laughs> oh no, we're uh, this is eighty-seven or eighty-eight. Oh, 80, okay. 80, my 89, bad. Eighty-nine, maybe. Yeah. It might be eighty-nine. <laughs> All right. So we'll go right into the movie because I do want to figure out what makes this great and the question. I have a lot of questions to ask you guys. So many questions for this movie. That you'll start off with one. You want me to start? Oh, wait, was that a question? I don't know. Are How you... does this movie start? Okay, well, hold on, because I'm about to get into a question like in a scene or two. Guys, Why does the Christ... title look like this? Is this a Christmas story? Or Yeah, it is, I guess. It is a Christmas story. Yeah. I'm just joking. Oh, okay. I thought this was you, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, you, I bought that, too. I, yeah, it was very serious. You called Misdirection, dude. Last Jedi. What? What are you what? talking about? <laughs> All right, so the movie opens up with what I think is really cool. It's these... The soundtrack is so memorable. The soundtrack is I pay attention more so this time. Me too. Yeah. The beginning scene. It's awesome. I this, wish I I wish I owned it. I'm I wish gonna I buy it. It's too late, man. No, it's I'm, not. I get it after Christmas, and it'd be like, why am I listening to this? Well, after okay, Christmas? and just for the listeners, we're talking about it on vinyl because it makes it sound like you can't get it anywhere. Because um, <laughs> I think we mentioned a few times we're big vinyl collectors, but the the vinyl for Home Alone just came back out, and it's yeah. so good looking. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. And it, but no, the movie starts off with the score over these black credits with like a blue house, and I'm already like, man, this score is it's, so effective. It's very mysterious. Okay, these, cre- these credits kind of. I mean, though. effective. I do mean like. But the credits are kind of weird. This is yeah. like that. It's like a, a moon. Yeah. Like it in the sky, moon. and then we got our blue house, and it's kind of like you know. And after I watched it, I was like, this is really out kind of a place. weird title. It's very out of place. I feel like maybe it's just kind of. Mis- it's kind of like saying like. You're gonna see a lot of mischief. Like I don't yeah. know. I don't. There is at the end of the movie. That's right. Lots of it. And I feel like that maybe that's what it was trying to say. Like sure. So I watched. I don't this, know. I watched it's... this with my mom because my mom has never seen Home Alone. Really? Uh, yeah. She's only seen bits and pieces of it, and she hated it because she thought the parents were so bad. Oh yeah. But, but I was like, I mean, I, I told her I was like, that's kind of the point. Yeah, it's kind of like they, I was like, they they royally messed up. He's like, she's like, because I watched it with her, and she's like, why is he so bad? I was like, because he's a shit kid. Yeah. Like that's the whole point is like he's a he's a bad kid. No, that's what am I? Is it? It's like a. I had a question about this. Is like, is it? Is he an asshole because he's an asshole, or is it because of his family? Uh, uh oh man, is it nurture? Or is it nature? This is like the chicken before the egg situation. Yeah. Uh, I was I thinking think, about. No, this. I think he's just straight asshole. Anyways. Straight asshole. Okay. Yeah. When like when that. he's talking to his dad, and he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I used your fish hooks. Yeah. He's like my new ones. He's like, well, I wasn't gonna use the one with worm guts all over him. <laughs> And you're like, man, what a dick. He totally does. Uh, he, or he's like, say you're sorry, Kevin. He's like, I'm sorry, Kevin. He totally points out. <laughs> Yo, I actually was thinking uh, Joe Hill from Creepshow. I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry. You're going to be sleeping in the attic. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, Daddy. <laughs> I wish none of you were here. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he's an asshole. I think yeah, so. he's a total I asshole so. kid. Which is something I did not pick up on when I was younger. I thought he was just a normal kid. Yeah. And then, like, I didn't... I was... Okay, 
I didn't even realize the plot of this when I was a kid. That he's home alone? No, that he, like, throughout <laughs> oh the entire... <laughs> no, throughout you the... You missed a fundamental premise of this yeah, movie. <laughs> no, seriously. Out there. I didn't realize throughout the entirety of this movie, he literally thinks he wishes his parents... Yeah. He wishes yeah. his parents away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, and that is the thing that goes throughout the movie. He thinks he did this. Yeah, yeah. like, so when they when people talk to him about stuff, he doesn't bring up his family because he thinks he, he wished them away. It's almost like a Groundhog Day uh, situation where he, like thinks one way and then by the end he's like kind of regretting the way he's his thought process yeah because like what i'm saying is like basically if you took out any we'll call it story number two and it's his when his parents are trying to get back to him yeah if you took out all of those like scenes and just had it was it was just scenes about him it could turn it easily into a fantasy movie where he just like wished his parents away uh so yeah this is and then they popped up at the end this is actually an original concept for the uh before they were restricted by the budget, they're gonna you go like the fantasy route where you know they kind of hint at the the furnace like talking to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were originally gonna do like dream sequences where like the house is coming to life. Oh, really? And he was like kind of fighting that along with fighting like the burglars and stuff. Oh, I'm kind of glad they didn't go that route. That's but creepy. They, but they abandoned it because it's like it would have been way too expensive. And I think they learned from like doing the furnace effect that was yeah. kind of like kind of tricky at the time it's kind of a, it's a cool story though because it is to to the kid to him it's terrifying Kevin, it's Kevin real McAllister, it's a fantasy yeah but to us as a viewer we know it's just like this it's, re- it's a real it's a reality yeah. Yeah. it's a real story mm-hmm. fun fact for you and i just want to say this before i forget the snow in this movie is actually potatoes Ooh, really and after walking around in them a lot it got really mushy and everything because it was i it was potatoes. think i know about they i think some studio bought or took the props or something the snow props okay i'm not i don't know the rest of the story so it's kind of well, oh wow how did they get blew my that? mind i think that's what you're gonna say though I think uh, how did they get rid of all that um i think they ate it probably you have to you have to you don't yeah. have a choice it's, oh, not, yeah. it's not biodegradable so Dude, i'm glad you know what I'm a glad, bunch of potatoes grew i'm glad they put snow <laughs> in the new movie. idaho chicago the new idaho <laughs> i'm glad they put snow in this movie though because i hate christmas movies where like there's no snow or it barely snows because hey. it looks like they shot it in like, like they shot it too late. Hey, that's realism now. Thanks, say, global warming. I'm gonna say, like, aka where we live. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know, like I brought this up with Halloween before when we did that in the, for our horror podcast. But like how it's obvious that they it's not fall yeah. that they shot it in California and like it's very like plush green everywhere. Yeah, yeah. and like now that I see that, I can't unsee that in that movie every time I watch it. I'm like, it's so green. What movie yeah. was this? Halloween. It's like it's, it's not to, autumn I mean, at all. Obviously, um, it's supposed they to be, shot. Yeah. In, they shot it in California. It drives me nuts when like see it doesn't bother things, me because like you said, where we live, that's how it is. Yeah, but sure. certain things land on certain seasons, like Christmas, well, yeah. like that. And I want What's the like, snow. Like, Indiana is definitely like Midwest, and she, I guess it's Midwest, right? Yeah, but uh, it definitely is not green during the fall time whatsoever. No, and, no, yeah, it's, it kind of just takes away. It's like obviously not true to the location. Yeah, so well, it's. Ill- or is Illinois, it, sorry, Illinois. Is it Illinois? Yeah, Illinois, yeah. sorry. Yeah, it's Haddonfield, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I act like that was a real place. It's not a real place. <laughs> eh. That's what upsets me. We're going to show Haddonfield. I'm like, movie. not a real place. I've been there. Um, so, all right, so... So after the credits... The so after, credits. The, after the credits... <laughs> um, we have a house full of kids. They're getting ready to go on this big vacation to Paris. Joe Pesci comes. He's dressed as a cop. Yeah. Because that's his character. And... So he, we think. So we think. And basically, he said he's there just to kind of, like, check up on all the houses. So, yeah, I didn't actually realize this, you know, growing up, that he was scoping out. Which is cool. Yeah. It's like and I didn't realize clever. until, like, watching it for the first time in a while last year, where it's like, oh, 
It's actually kind of cool. Like, yeah, just, like he's going around scoping out all these houses. The like, most... okay, when they show the lights come on in the neighborhood, I didn't. I thought that it was like the neighbors turning lights on. I didn't realize they were actually like light sensors. Yeah, like they go on like uh, they're uh, timed, right? They go on at a certain time because yeah. like it's so to like try to make it look like there's people that live there. So yeah. you thought this this past time you just watched it? No, yeah, this past time, I, this past time I watched it, I like I didn't realize like that's what he was like doing when he's like. Blah, blah blah is gonna go on right now. Like yeah. seven forty eight is gonna go on right now. Yeah, like, been casing the entire neighborhood for yeah. a long time. And the whole neighborhood's back pr- practically empty too. Mm-hmm. Everyone's out of town. Which I will say for this movie because if you haven't seen the movie, basic basic wow. plot. Yeah, kid gets left home alone Dude, by who, himself. Who the hell are you? Yeah. Oh wow, are you talking to me? Those are yeah. those are all like the people born in the two thousands. Yeah. Who's the person? Who, I, I gotta I gotta I gotta call him out. Like as far as a viewer goes. Who has not seen this movie? Raise your hand, please. Like, we'll, we'll wait. <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this podcast, how have you how have you gone so far and not seen? Well, but there's plenty of people who haven't seen classics, <clears throat> Braveheart and Gladiator, and if, sometimes people just Godfather series. I've seen the first one. You um, still watch the rest of them. I'm just gonna watch two. I'm gonna stop it too. I was told to stop it too. Wise decision. Yeah. Um, but no, the plot's very basic. Kid gets left at home alone while his family goes to Paris while two burglars are going to rob all the empty houses uh, on Christmas Day. Yes. Basic plot. Mm-hmm. So I do have, this is my first question for the podcast. Okay. So there are 15 people in this house, okay? And they're getting ready to go to Paris. They order a bunch of pizzas. Pizza delivery guy goes, oh, that'll be $120. That is expensive. Okay. So then this is a really stupid question. Um <clears throat> He goes one hundred and twenty dollars, and they're like, "You're like ten pizzas at twelve dollars, so it's one hundred and twenty dollars." Sure. So I did the math. Each pizza has eight pieces. <laughs> Hold on. Each pizza has eight pieces in it. At ten pizzas, that's eighty pieces of pizza. Okay. At fifteen people, everybody's getting a little over five pieces of pizza per person. Easy, dude. So my question is, did they really need that much pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, <laughs> let's end the podcast now. Yeah, yeah, I legit did the math for No, all that's this a good point because, like, why, like, how come there's not enough cheese? You know pizza? they're not going to yeah, save it. They're because obviously left. They're going to Paris, so it's going to get thrown I think away. This is, I think this is white privilege to just throw it. They're throwing it away. It's a very they're throwing good away. Actually, there's a lot of they're white privilege. There's a lot of white privilege. They're just, they're just making there. it rain with pizza. Their dollars for pizza. Yeah. Just making it rain. They're like, we don't care. We're going to waste this pizza at the end of the night. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's and why. why is it... So the answer is white privilege, my friends. So why isn't Kevin McAllister just living off all this extra pizza for throughout the week? Because they probably threw it away before they left. Yeah. Well, yeah. they also spilled the milk, right, on some of that pizza. All the Pepsi. Yes, which is a very good Pepsi, point. Yeah. Good. I was fuller. To bring that up. Easy on the Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of things in this movie where people say, like, how do they forget Kevin? Like, wouldn't this been here? How how they not see this? Yeah. Here's something I did not realize. This is a big one. Well, kid. Or yeah. No, when a kid they spill, well, no, when they spill the milk. Oh. Kevin spills on the milk on his oh, airline. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He spills yeah. on his airline ticket and the napkins, and the father wipes it onto the garbage can and, and throws you see, away. This is a Reddit. This is a Reddit post that I did not. Oh, really? They, somebody like highlighted. Basically, they showed the scene and they cut to the trash can. They do like a circle and highlight the. Yeah, Kevin's name <clears> is on the airplane ticket that awesome. goes into the garbage can. That's yeah, cool. and like, what is, a cool little detail. Yeah. But it's I know, but it's like it's all these like circumstantial things. Like throughout this next like half an hour, that set up the movie perfectly, where it's like, yeah, he's really it home has alone. to fall into place. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all so because like this of next... his, it's his fault in the end. Basically, he's the one that like basically punched his brother. That yeah. caused the chain reaction. If of, he like... never got sent to the attic, yeah, yeah, he gets sent yeah. to the attic, so nobody's up there with him except yeah. him. So, yeah. except himself. So nobody knows to come up there to wake him up. Yeah, yeah, and they oversleep and everything. Uh, tree branch falls on the phone lines and the power cords. That's awesome. That's so kind of awesome. It cuts the phone line out throughout the entire movie. So and the alarm clocks too, yeah. yeah and the, and yeah. it shuts the alarm clock, so it put, puts everybody in a frenzy. So when they wake up that morning, they're late, they're in a frenzy, they run out, and as they're getting ready, some neighborhood boy walks over. Which I, is the guy who, actually this kid's the one who lives in the house that gets flooded at the end. Oh, oh is it? Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. You see him walk from that house. That's awesome. Yeah. You mean the kid who walks when he goes... Have fun in Paris. Bring me something French. Yeah. Right, kid? yeah. Hmm. Does this car get four-wheel drive? Yeah. <laughs> kid, I don't know. Kid, that, kid don't is, know. that kid is annoying. Dude, th- th- there's kids that are like this that I grew up with, and I was like, oh my gosh, I yeah. have so many questions. I think that's why, because I, I knew some of these kids. <laughs> so I had to look this up, because they all get to the airport, and they're in a huge hurry. And they but they obviously... The, well, you skipped one thing. What did I skip? They do the head count. Yeah, yeah. And this is oh, why the kid's there. They do the head count, and Excellent. she counts the back of this kid's head, thinking it's Kevin. That's what I like. It's like so a it's massive... Like, yeah. cool. It's a massive chain reaction. Yeah. So they, they do... It's kind of cool the because, butterfly like, effect. the parent... Like, everyone Action does picture. everything that they should. They do the head count. They do ticket count. But because one of the tickets is gone, and... They just assume. Yeah. So go ahead. They're not bad parents. They're like, not bad, yeah. Can you oh, really yeah. watch it today? But so they end up going to the airport, and as they get there, they think they're going to be late, and they're like, "You just made it," and they all cheer, and they're like, "Yeah!" And I was like, "What does it remind me of?" So I went on YouTube, and I remember the VHS copy for this had a commercial for this airline, and it was the family running up. Oh yeah! And they're like, oh, or blah blah blah, probably uh, United probably, Airlines or something, whatever it was. And it was like a twelve-second commercial on this uh, the VHS for the airline, and it nice. was just them running like you just made it, and they're like yeah. It's yeah. almost like how um, and, and they get on the plane, and there's that one guy that's sitting in the seat like Rover staff. You're gonna have to get up, and they have to like rip him out of the chair, and like United <laughs> and Airlines gets, is gets, proud to sponsor him. He gets knocked out and dragged off. <laughs> yeah, the plane. Yeah, he gets dragged off the plane, and like At we least. make room for Kevin McAllister. <laughs> oh my god, uh, it reminds me of the. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, if it was made today, <laughs> that, I mean, that story is horrible. No, it reminds me of, uh, if you guys remember Last Crusade, I don't know if you guys remember this. Yes. The Pepsi commercial? Yes. Yeah, with the rug and everything. He goes to the Pepsi, or get a Pepsi from the kitchen. The girl goes to get a Pepsi from the kitchen. Yeah, and then it's like the door's closing, and then she slides under the door. It wisely. Yeah, the the night is And you're there. sitting on the couch watching a movie? Yeah. yeah. I thought she has you were like cobwebs say... in her hair. Like, she slides in. Yeah. And she blows, like, air out of her mouth upwards, and her hair, like, flickers. Oh, yeah, dude. It's her, yeah, yeah, yeah. her hair, my bad. Not because I, I thought you were going to say at first it was going to be Indy and his dad, and they're running to get onto the blimp. And then the person's like, you just made it. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and then they throw them off and they're like, no ticket. Yeah. And like, oh. I like it. Yeah. I like this. So, okay. So here's another circumstance thing, too. They get on the plane and all the parents fly first class and all the kids fly in coach. So they don't see, once again, it's a situation where they wouldn't see all their kids the, not the there. The kids should have known, though. The other. Well, they do, they do another thing, too. Yeah, the kids should have caught it. But all the parents were sitting up in first class. So they're like, don't you feel kind of bad putting all the kids in the back while we're in first class? Yeah. So it's like it's another thing of like, yeah. it just happened to happen that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, at this point, Kevin's home by himself. Do you find this plot believable? Do you think this could really happen? Yeah. I think most of it's pretty believable. For the most part. I mean, yeah. it's still a little bit of a stretch. But I'm not watching a movie where I'm completely critiquing I think he definitely would have been freaking out, for sure. A lot more than... I would have thought 
Peter would the dad would have been freaking out a little bit more. Yeah, he is so calm about all this. Like I think Catherine O'Hara does a really good job in this. She's awesome. She she seems a stressed out mother. And I'm not saying that he seems. Um, yeah, he seems very like. He's all very. Right, well, we're gonna complex. go back and crash at the house. You yeah, go ahead you and go. stay here. Yeah, the chip in the dad's job would be like, I got this, honey. Or like, both of them, like, hey, and then he just told his brother, like, hey, can you take the kids back? Like, yeah. I want to stay here with my wife. Yeah, it's a we're yeah, gonna find a way home. They need to pull double duty on on getting Kevin. Yeah, well, like, Kevin. and then she could have somebody to talk with instead like, of John Candy, who is awesome in this movie. Yeah, who is the devil? You ever read that? What? Oh, I've this? heard of this. Go ahead. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Okay. All right. So Kevin's home by himself, and I feel like this is a question that's been a joke on Facebook, but I gotta ask it. You're watching Kevin go through this house, and they say, you, there was some thing on Facebook that says, you know you're an adult when you watch Home Alone and you question what Kevin's parents did for a living to afford that house. I was about to, I was about is, to ask that yeah, question at the beginning of this episode. It is, it is ridiculous. Yeah, because he works in Paris. Like, that's the oh, thing, really? right? He works in France, Does and he? he came home to, for the holidays to bring his family over to France. I don't know. No, I not that, they're, just going, they're just going on vacation. Yeah, I thought it was just vacation. Uh, so I have the, the calculations, because apparently, to take 15 family members to Paris, basically somebody calculated all of it. The total trip, if taken in 1990, would be 31000 whereas Jeez. with inflation in 2016, when this article was written, be fifty five thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Really? Is the trip worth it at the end? But they're staying with his cousins too, right? Oh, That's so what I was gonna say. You were gonna argue about that. Um, why they were actually going to Paris? Yeah, they're they, they stay with a couple there. They they only show them for a second. It's when Uncle Frank grabs all the shrimp out of the fridge. And yeah. He's like, you want some shrimp? You see them in the background. And, and like, she says that's for that's yeah. for later. Yeah. Is that supposed to be the same? Uh, family members in two, like their apartment. I haven't seen two in years. I don't know. No, that's oh, that's New York. That's New York. Well, New York, no, not New York, France. No, <laughs> you guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> in in the whole premise of two is that uh, he knows he has family members that live in uh, New York. Yeah. So he goes like the main fight of that entire movie yeah. takes place in his family members' like apartment, which is being renovated. Yeah, but no, they they, they live in in France. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> Merry Christmas. Wait, where are you? Yeah, that that couple. Yeah, we're the wet bandits. Oh, okay. That's not like family members are also visiting or in Paris. Oh no, I assume they went to Paris to go visit. I that gotcha. couple. Okay, yeah. gotcha. That's gotcha. how I took it. Okay, least. cool. Um, so we got Kevin walking around this house. Um, we do get some good laughs. We got Buzz, who's the older brother, who's pretty much the reason that Kevin is the way he is. I would think. And I think it's probably my favorite scene in the movie is when, <laughs> or maybe as a kid, is when Kevin goes in the Buzz's room. Just because it's so, like, you it's don't cool go room. in that room. It's a cool room, dude. Yeah. My brother was like that. Really? Up. Oh, yeah. And he climbs up the shelves, breaks the shelves. We do have this scene where, and, and I, there's some trivia behind this, but there is. Kevin pulls up um, a, a framed photo of Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. And it's Woof. this girl with, like, a shocked look on her face. <laughs> it's and, not a girl, though. Yeah, it's not. Well, what happened was John it's, Hughes, what do you mean it's not a girl it's it's a guy dressed up as a girl it's oh, the, really? it's the, the art director's son I think yeah because oh. the, the director didn't want to have a girl in it and make like, a face like that because he was afraid that people would make like, fun make of her fun oh of, yeah. okay so he yeah. had a guy that's kind of cool that's I thought it was really so right. the art director just basically got his son and then put a wig and had him <laughs> pose like that so that's why it was like funny so I have a question for you so Kevin stays at home. He's eating ice cream, and he starts to watch this very iconic movie. It is very iconic. Called Angels with Filthy Souls. Yes, and it gets played a few times throughout the movie. After Kevin watches this and gets scared, 
it cuts to his father on the plane who's reading a book called Nobody's Angel. Mm. So I didn't know if there was like some kind of angel connection. Oh, okay. I just think it was very ironic that there was two things back to back. I think if it was, title. I feel like if it was something with filthy soul, filthy whatever, it would be like a tie-in, book tie-in to the movie. Like so, his, it was angels with filthy souls. So the that's the name called, of that's the name that's of the, name of the, the, movie. the, that's the movie. movie. In the book, he it cuts right to that he's reading. It's called Nobody's Angel. So I don't know if there's a connection on like there. that. It's about him. Like it has some relation to him. Why? Well, I just feel like that angel thing. That angel. Like connection. he's no. He, like he's nobody's angel. Who? Kevin McAllister. Hmm. So he's. I don't know. I, that's what I'm trying to see. If there's some like a connection there. Well, okay. And I got another one for you. I wanted to bring up. Uh, there's a scene later on in the movie where he goes to the store. Yeah. And the the old guy who cleans the streets. The guy from the guy from Christine, by the way. Oh yeah, he cleans the streets. Um, the guy from Christine. Yeah, the guy who shovels sells, up all the snows. The guy the who car. sells Christine. And we Christine. talked about this in the episode, by the way. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, we made a joke about Home Alone in that episode. Yeah. Um, For the podcast. but he's right behind Kevin McAllister, and he slams his hand on the counter. Yeah, and he has a bloody mm-hmm. rag around his hand. Yeah, like he cut his hand. If you look in his left hand, he's got band aids. Okay. And later on in the movie, him he shake he finally like reconciles things with Kevin McAllister in the church and they shake hands and there's a close up not really even reconciling they're just she's just they're saying just like, talking yeah, well, just they like, clear things up but yeah. he talks about his he talks about like his um, the way he is with his son and they don't talk to each other yeah. but they shake hands and you see that bandaid on his hand like as if it was like kind of like a metaphor for like old wounds so I was trying to figure out though like why is there some kind of background story to I, why I think he, I know what it is I they, thought you were going to go this route and you didn't no, no. What's but the like, character's name? The, the, the old man? Um, uh, it's old man Marley. Is it Marley? Okay. Yeah, but like, what my the question is, slayer. my question is, is, how did he cut his hand? I think maybe, maybe, maybe it's a metaphor for Jesus Christ. What? Well, you said he's got wounds in both hands, and you can no, see he's got blood. Wound, no, just on he, one. Just on one you hand. Said, you said band-aids in the other hand. Yeah, he's, wearing, he's holding band-aids in the other hand. He's, oh, okay. He's getting band-aids because he hurt his hand. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That maybe. Uh, my question is, how did, does uh, him hurting his hand relate to anything? As far as like, yeah, he really killed those people. And yeah. Well, did it have anything assault. to do with something like him accidentally cutting his hand on something? I'm or, sure that's like, why the, they tell the stories because like, oh, he must have hurt himself like while he was killing people. Yeah, I don't know. It was just weird. It was just kind of like I was like, I'm gonna stick with the Jesus Christ. I think it's just. Okay. I think it's just supposed to be horrific imagery for the kids. That's why I kind of think like it was supposed to be like him like scaring Kevin like Duh. it just stood out yeah. to me too much. I was just like, why would they even bother to do that? You know like, what? Why they, oh, they you know what? The, what I would look at is the scene could have played out the exact same way if he didn't just slam if like he didn't have that bloody rag on his hands. Probably because he had stigmata or something. <laughs> the Jesus Christ metaphor. Oh man, yeah, it's like that movie Stigmata, right? We're really diving deep this week <laughs> in Home Alone. <laughs> A kids movie you thought was just a kids movie, isn't it? It's a, a movie tie-in to the movie Stigmata with P- Patricia Arquette. Welcome to room 237. There you go. Exactly. Tied it all together, finally. So the audience finds out that Joe Pesci is actually a crook, along with his buddy Daniel Stern, and they're going to rob all the houses in the neighborhood while they're all on vacation. It's because he notices the tooth when he meets the Joe Pesci as the cop. Yep. He smiles at him. He's like, hey, kid. And he puts a connection together. And he says the gold tooth. And then when he uh, is driving past Kevin, I think, he's like, watch out, kid. Yeah. And then he smiles. And then you see the gold tooth. And he's like, oh, this guy is not a cop. Yeah. This, this guy is Joe Pesci. Yeah. The actor. And... By the way, it's the same year he did Goodfellas. That's is it really? 
Yeah, isn't that weird? That's a good year for him. Apparently, yeah. uh, a lot of the yelling scenes with Joe Pesci, uh, the director had to pull him aside and say, stop using the F word. Maybe try using Fridge instead. That's really? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so actually, I think it back. Uh, Goodfellas is 91, I think. Is that right? No. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like 90, 91. Cape, is Cape Fear before Goodfellas or after Goodfellas? No, no. They're both 90s, like 90, think, 91. Yeah, one of them, I think uh, Goodfellas is 90. Yeah. And it's, I yeah. think this movie as well. Yeah, this is 90. This is 90 for sure. But uh, Kevin ends up getting scared. He runs to the guy with the shovel. And there's this whole mis- like misunderstanding where um, Kevin runs to the guy with the shovel and he gets scared. And the cops come to check on Kevin. And Kevin's too scared because he thinks... Yeah, he's hiding. Yeah. So this could have been the end of the movie right there. There's Kevin been... comes to the door. The cops are like, hey. this is, Okay, now this is the only part of the story that gets a little fuzzy because they do call the cops. And for some reason, the cops don't react to the situation appropriately. They just, they just think that and maybe then he's not home or something. Yeah, and then they're like, that's out of the story. Yeah, this okay. This was very irritating, maybe as an adult. But the cops sit there, and you got Catherine O'Hare on the phone. And she's like, my son's home alone. And they're like, all right, give me just a second. I'm almost positive and in situations like this, the cops do have i mean especially if she tells to get into the house yeah they have permission to like break into the house to make sure especially yeah but it was the only part that was kind of weird because they kept bouncing her between the police station and family services they're also probably just showing probably trying to show like the cops are just like buffoons basically i guess as an adult it's very frustrating to watch because easily it's her kid like just go yeah but i'll tell you what man he they they answer pretty quickly at the end of the movie yeah no when they know like there's People dying. Very yeah, when he's like, there's a house being broken into, and they're like the in there in a heartbeat. The, the my, na- my name's Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like Robocop, the way you said that, too. Oh, the way he said it, he's like, there's crooks in my house. My, the, by the way, my, my name name's is, Murphy. My name's, oh yeah, my name's Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> so, we get a very iconic scene of Kevin getting ready for his day, and he puts on the aftershave, slaps his face, because it hurts so bad, Cliff and time. my girlfriend asked me, and she goes, hey... She's like, does it really work that way? And I said, yeah, only if you shave. Yeah. And so, like, that wouldn't have hurt him at all, right? Because he didn't it shave. probably would have, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, good point. Because it's not getting into those open the pores. pores. Yeah. yeah. He's still a young child at this point. Why would but, that burn? It's like basically, mm-hmm. it's like he basically poured a beer on his face. And he's like, ah, like that's what the equivalent would be. Yeah, oh, that's what burn. it is. Big beer this entire time. It's alcohol. Big beer. Is yeah. that what you're going to say? Yeah. Big beer. It's basically what? Rubbing alcohol. Yeah, yeah, for the yeah, most but yeah. it wouldn't burn because you're right. The pores aren't shave. open. Um, Next so, time I get shot, pour beer on my wound because it's alcohol. Uh, <laughs> it might work actually. Maybe. So here's a little fun fact I read. So Kevin goes, um, "I'm going to go to the store today because I can't find my toothbrush." And blah blah blah. And somebody said, "Why can't Kevin find his toothbrush?" Is because the night before he asked his mom to pack all his stuff because he didn't know how to pack anything. And he so lost his mom, everything. His mom packed up the toothbrush. Oh, like, what a cool little thing! That's wow, getting more and more awesome, dude. I did not know that. That's actually that's very clever. Yeah. It makes sense. And he goes to the store the next day or that day to buy one, and he ends up being so shocked by um, um, old man Marley that he ends up stealing a toothbrush. And Ethan Embry runs out of the store and he goes, "Shoplifter!" <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> As soon as he nice. screened it, that was the first thing That's that awesome. popped into my head. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Another awesome scene. The burglars are going to Kevin's house that night, and he sees that there's a full party going on in this yeah. house. And He's got guests like Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan. 
You got Mannequin. Oh, man. Um, they have ones. all this stuff? They have all this stuff in the house? Well, okay, okay, so one of the jobs that they do hint at is that mannequin his, mom, maker. his mom is a mannequin maker. Uh, she worked on the set of Mannequin on the Move. <laughs> oh, there we go. She um, had all those leftover props. So they let her have some of the props. <laughs> now, she's a fashion designer. There you go. She used to be a fashion designer. That's why all the mannequins are in the basement. There's one in the basement, yeah. I saw There's that. a ton oh, in the basement. nice. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Man, this is blowing my mind. You know, Scott, okay, here's a little background detail in one part, too. There's a part where he's in his parents' bedroom when he realizes that they're gone. And there's a table that's set up in the corner for, like, wrapping gifts. And I, like, I saw that, and I was like, man, that is totally, like, one of those details that does not need to be there. But, it, like, it is. Like, they're just showing that. Like, they're just, there's a table. Yeah. It kind of hints, like. They're like, rich. Well, no, what? Because oh. <laughs> they have a table? No, like, it's like, a, I think it just hints at, like, they're Santa, like, it's the whole their gotcha. Santa Claus, but he doesn't pick up on it. Oh, I like, see. Like, there's oh, a table cool. with okay. a bunch of wrapping yeah. paper, tape, and scissors So it's not what I said. No, they're rich. No, <laughs> Yeah, they probably have a table in every room. Yeah. They're cheating on each other. Look at these people. Who do they think they are? Taking all the tables away from us. <laughs> so Kevin has pizza delivered to the house. And when the kid goes, when the guy there's goes, there's a bunch off, of extra pizza in the house already. But go ahead. Yeah, right, right at this point. Yeah. So when the pizza delivery guy comes, Kevin plays clips from the movie um, that he watched earlier, Angels with Dirty Souls. And the pizza delivery guy thinks he's actually talking to this guy, and which then, is a common mistake, man. I've well, had people come to my door when I'm watching Independence Day and they think they're talking to Will Smith. <laughs> well, that's, what I, that's what I wrote down. <laughs> it's like, why does he keep welcome, welcome to Earth? <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> so the pizza delivery guy actually thinks he's talking to this mobster who ends up shooting at him. And I had the same exact notes in mind. I was like, I was like, what if he was watching Tron? Or what if he was watching Inception? Like, do you think the pizza delivery guy like, oh man, I'm talking to Inception? No, you know? that movie isn't out yet. <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> that's right, bud. That's the biggest why, flaw with everything why, I just said. <laughs> why would you think? Why would you think that it doesn't exist? <laughs> That's awesome. That movie's not out yet. Yeah. There's, well, there's one flaw with your idea, Chris. Well, yeah. That's a movie goof, dude. Because, like, why would you think that? It's, it's a movie goof, dude. It's, why, it's a movie goof. Movie goof, dude. Those movies came out in 2010. Okay, here's my beef with this scene. That this pizza man who runs away from this house doesn't call the cops and say, like, somebody just got shot. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good, too. Yeah, because they're pretty fast to operate when there's burglars next door. Yeah. You know? Like, why aren't they... I think this is pretty legit. Like this pizza yeah. guy just goes back to his place of business and just he's like, "Wow, man, that was crazy." Yeah. Like, next place. What a day. Okay. What a day. <laughs> what else needs to be delivered? <laughs> Meanwhile, during all this, everyone's in France, and the mother decides she's going to try to get home by herself. And um, she's tries talking to this older couple. Which every time I hear the word "dangly earrings," not that I hear it like every day <laughs> in my life, I feel like every- it's Chris's code word to go berserk. Dangly. He's like. Aah! Freaking stuff. <laughs> but uh, she tries to like get tickets from people to get home, and she asks this older couple, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll offer you these earrings, blah blah blah." And he's like, "My wife has plenty of earrings, dangly ones." And I, every time I hear earrings, I think dangly earrings, dangly earrings, dangly. That's what they do. All right, dangles earrings. Welcome to Cinema Cult, where <laughs> we talk about dangly earrings. We're talking about movies, breaking down movies where they really are. <laughs> Every time I hear dangly, I think of Home Alone. <laughs> I think of Home Alone. <laughs> what words do you like, guys? <laughs> Word of the day, what? dangly. Word association, let's talk about it. 
You can go ahead and take all that out, nope, by the way. Nope, going in. Cool. So Marv, who's Joe Pesci, tries to get into Kevin's house. And we have this whole thing again with him playing the movie. And Marv's like, yeah. Like, and he's Carl, like... Snakes. He sounded like a snake. And, like, he bought this too. And I'm like... Well, he does the fireworks this time. Which does make it a little more believable. But still, like, the sound from a television is not going to be believable. Yeah, come on. That's like watching Bonanza and, like, oh, man, there's a gunfight going in the kitchen. There's 13 horses in that kitchen. There's 13 horses. Okay, so now we'll get to the part we talked about earlier where the mother is trying to get a ride home and she meets John Candy. The devil? uh, Possibly the devil. Where he... um, He's in a polka band. They travel. You know the song, polka, polka, polka. Yeah. And nice. Yeah, thanks. And there's this whole theory online is that John Candy is the devil. Like planes, and, trains? Is that also John Hughes? Uh, Hughes? Uh, yeah. I think so, yeah. Is it really? That's also John Hughes. So, but that's not the same character, is it? No, I don't think okay, so. Okay, I was... I've, I was never, I've never actually... I've never seen planes, trains, and automobiles. Neither have I. Same here. I just know that there's that scene where they're about to die and he turns into the devil for a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what I thought you were talking about. No, she sits there, and she's trying to get a plane ticket, and she goes, I will sell my soul to the devil, and then John uh, Candy turns his head and looks, and he walks over. There's a couple other things behind the theory where John Candy introduces himself, like the Rolling Stones song, Allow Me to Introduce Myself. Mm. Oh. Um, something about the devil. The devil plays woodwind instruments. Okay. And he's, yeah. he plays the polka, let's say polka machine, but that's yeah. not what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Accordion. Okay. Yeah. You I didn't like... know it either. No, I, well, I... You didn't say anything. You said wood instrument, so I don't think of accordion as a wood instrument. Is it? I think no. so. It's a piano. No, it's not. It's, it's an air piano. piano. It's, a, it's a bagpipe piano. Yeah, it's a bagpipe. It's like basically an air piano. Well, it's supposed to be like... At, um, Just like that rock hammer, dude. Am yeah. I right? So that she's at a crossroads... And I guess that airport is the crossroads yeah, or something. Yeah. Oh. There's a couple other like theories. Welcome that... to room two two thirty seven on that's... Home Alone. Oh, that's a pretty good theory. Though. That's a pretty cool good. little theory. That's a lot. I of, don't... That's a lot of devil lore. Like I don't think I think that's to just... like serendipitously be in there. I think it all is coincidence. Yeah, but it sounds cool to talk about regardless. Um, that night, Kevin goes to meet Santa. Who is this guy? This guy's uh... he looks so familiar. I can't. At first, I thought it was the guy from Malcolm. Dude, he's in from Under Wraps. Duh. Is he really? Is that who it is? <laughs> the yeah. obscure Disney movie from the 90s? I have not seen that since the 90s. I don't know if it's any good. Uh, yeah, this guy is actually... He's, he's got a very memorable face. He's from Armageddon. He dies. Oh, yeah, he does. And then uh, we're... Uh, what's I remember name? him now. Steve Buscemi's like, bye. And he's like flown off into space. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. really? It happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Groundhog Day, he's the guy that greets Bill Murray every morning. I do remember that. There we go. You think the Groundhog's going to see its shadow? <laughs> exactly. I've only seen Groundhog's Day one time. Are you serious? You are. One time when I was like eight years Holy old. Are you serious? That yeah. would be and I, perfect. It's I'd... weird because I didn't get it when I was eight. And now like looking back How would you on know it, if you got it now? I know, but everybody talks about it and they're like, I didn't really see at the end of the movie he's stuck in like the eternal loop. Somebody yeah. did like the math because he like learns how to do ice sculptures, play the piano perfectly. It's supposed to go through like 2,000 years. Memorized like the, the everyone's schedule to the T. Really? And somebody calculated it's like, it's like, a thousand, two thousand years or something. Yeah. That's weird, and it just ends it's like cool. that. Like it's he doesn't, cool. he doesn't come out of it. It's just he does. Does he come Spoil- out of it? Spoiler: Yeah, he, he wins. Oh, we'll watch it because I think it'd be a good one for the podcast. That movie's, okay. that movie's perfect in every way. Actually, that's supposed to be like one of the. Oh, never mind. We'll talk about it in the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's got some. It's got some background history. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah, it yeah. does actually. Not like bad stuff, but I heard Murray was like. 
a terror on the a set. Terror on the set. We'll get to it. Uh, no, so Kevin goes to meet Santa, and he's like, "Look, I, actually, this is a really cute scene, and I use cute sparingly because look, I'm old enough to know that you're not, you're, you, you know, I'm old enough that the way he words it, he's like, I know, I'm old enough not to know that you're Santa. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm old enough to know how this works. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, he's like, I know you're not Santa. It's awesome, but I do know you work for him. Yeah, so it's like he still like, believes in. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's pretty cool, nice yeah. little clever thing right there. It's awesome. But he basically asks for his family back. And afterwards, he goes to church, and he meets up with old man Marley, and they yeah. kind of have, like, hey, look, there's been a misunderstanding. I'm not a serial killer. I'm not. Is he in the second one? Is Marley in? I don't think They have is. the Marley equivalent in the, the homeless lady. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. This is, uh... Is this um, Pigeon Lady? Is it Pigeon Lady? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right now. Um, or Turtle Dove, or... I don't know. Two Turtle Doves. Two Turtle Doves. Yeah. There you go. So, the clip from the movie. Give one to a friend. <laughs> And that's the guy who gives it to him, I think. I haven't seen that movie once again. Was it Gilbert Godfrey? Like, and give one to a friend. <laughs> Don't let the burglars bug you. The, the best part of this impression that Matt just did is, is that he, he used did his hand. He, not only that, but he yeah. did the eye, squinty eyes. He, he, he looked. <laughs> <laughs> it's only good for us because we see yeah, it. Yeah, sorry, listeners. <laughs> um, so Kevin runs home. He sets up all his traps. He's got this map of what he's By the way, do. in like two hours, because, okay, so doing the map. I was. I don't, this, here's my moment of math. All right, so I was like, okay, so he's over. He sees Santa, and at this point, the sun has set. Since we're film, since we're recording this in December, I was. I did. A, I was like, when does the sun set right now? Did you do pizza math too? Yeah, I did. I was like, so the sun the sets sun around math. like five forty-five, six o'clock. So he's probably seeing Santa around five o'clock, five forty-five, six o'clock. Right. Okay. Then he goes to mass at the church. So, saying this is like... That's like 30 minutes. It's like right after that time. Let's, let's give it an hour between travel time, hanging out there, and leaving. So, that's an hour. Then he gets home. The burglars said they were going to be back at his house by 9 o'clock that night. So, he gets, so, by the time he gets home, he's basically got like... An hour or so. From 7.30 till 9 o'clock to make all of these traps. To draw a plan up with a draw, hand, yeah. hand-drawn... Hand? Also, it's drawn by drawn by Macaulay Culkin himself. But that might is okay. Really? All right, yeah. but I'll, I'll say this then: maybe he drew it before. Like maybe he drew it during the day. I feel like he, and then he, that's wasn't, he, he wasn't ready yet. But then he unravels it at night, and he's like, "Okay, here's the plan. Here's the stuff I got to make." No, because I think I'll give the like, benefit of the doubt. I think at the church, he's it's like, "It's time to fight." You know, this is my fight. I'm not gonna. Oh. It's my house. Yeah, my house. And that's when he's like, "All right, draw okay. up the plan schematics." Then on top of that, he has to go gather, figure out what. What specific traps he wants for the rooms? He's got to set that fan up with all those feathers, which yeah. is probably the dumbest of all the traps. He's, he's not getting—he's not getting those traps right immediately. <laughs> what a waste of time! Like that'd be the last trap I set up. Hey, it stopped him though. You know for what? A second. Here's a backup idea: feathers, feathers, just in case nothing else works. Yeah. It will put chicken nuggets, hot chicken nuggets, in front of the window in case they have to walk barefoot through it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if yeah. the nail thing doesn't work, we'll go with chicken we'll nuggets. Go with chicken nuggets. <laughs> Do a couple backups. <laughs> So, People hate glitter. <laughs> what can we do with that? Glitter. So Kevin goes to sit down and have his macaroni dinner, which always bothered me because right before he goes to take a bite, he sees it's 9 o'clock, and he's like, oh, no, it's time to go. So he never ate. He never ate. And the burglars happen to show up exactly at 9 o'clock. Good. Which, I don't care who you are. If you you say you're going to be somewhere at a specific time, you don't show up exactly at that time. I don't care who That's why I'm fashionably late to the, the podcast. Everything. Yeah, like you're telling me that these guys who have escaped work for as long as they did are going to be fashionably on time. We have time. to be there at 9. <laughs> um, so they show up. 
And this is when this is a really great third act. I feel like this is an example. Oh, this music is, by the way, is incredible yeah. during this montage. This, this is, is my favorite track. Oh, of him getting That's ready. Cool. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel like this whole third act is the equivalent of what a movie should build up to because it's a very big payoff. Yeah. yeah. It's you've been waiting for this to happen and it happens. It like, turns oh. into another movie. Skyfall. Yeah, it turns into <laughs> Skyfall. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. We've made that joke before, but it's like we're finally doing the movie that Skyfall is basically based Dude, on. Dude, but like it turns – it's like a slapstick comedy at this point. Yeah. And it's like this movie's known for this third act. Like yeah. if everything else was forgotten, everyone knows like this is what the trailer was made out of yeah. was this third act. Um, but it's, which is kind of weird. Now you watch it and you're like, no, it's just like – it's only like probably like – it's 10, 15 minutes long. Maybe, yeah, I, think, I think it's actually, yeah, yeah, it's like 15 minutes. It's just the action sequence. Yeah. That's it, you know? I don't want to go scene by scene what happens to these guys. So we're going to play a little game called Who Got It Worse. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh God. So, dude, I, I can I already tell you. Hold on, I, think, I think Joe Pesci this. Really? Hold um, on. Okay. 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 Hold on. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. So there are a couple things that happen to both of them. Yeah. Um, the BB gun going through the doggy door gets both of them. Okay. One gets hit in a... Joe Pesci gets shot in the nuts, and it's the yeah. best reaction of all time. Yeah, and Daniel Stern gets the forehead. Yeah. They both slip on stairs. Okay. The ice. Yep. They both slip on cars, like toy cars. Yeah. They both get hit with paint cans. They both get hit with a crowbar. Now, when I say that, um, when, Marv. when Marv gets hit with the crowbar, when he has the uh, tarantula on him, and then, or no, hold on. Harry is uh, Joe Pesci. Right? Yeah. 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 So Joe Pesci gets oh yeah, Joe Pesci gets hit with the crowbar. Yeah. And he picks it up and he's so pissed off at Daniel Stern he starts him. hitting him. So I'll, I'll count that as both. So they both get hit mm. with the crowbar. They both swing into a wall when they're trying to get to the treehouse. Yeah. And they both get a shovel to the face. Yeah. Okay. So those that those automatically all get canceled because it happened to both of them. Okay. Now for Marv, Marv is Joe Pesci. No, no Marv, Marv is, is Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. Okay. Marv. Marv. <laughs> Marv, or the wet man. Nice. <laughs> Daniel Stern um, gets the iron to his face when he pulls on the light switch. God, Daniel Stern gets it worse. I can already okay. tell you. He steps on a nail oh, with yeah. bare feet. Yeah. He steps on broken ornaments with bare feet. And the ice steps, right, too? The back? But Wait, I already that counts as like the oh, steps. Oh, 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 gotcha, but gotcha. with the ornaments on the floor, how did Kevin know that whoever was walking here didn't have shoes on? That's why he planted the, the tar, right? Yeah, but how do he know he would go to the basement and then come to that window? He's playing the head Whatever. Time. And then he gets a spider on his face. Okay. okay. Got poisonous, though. Yeah, okay. I know. I'm just writing it down. And then Joe Pesci, Harry, gets a hot doorknob, a torch to his head. That's Which, by I, the way, did you see when he jumps? In? I never noticed this. I'm going to jump off yeah. for a second. Uh, he jumps into the snow, and when he brings his head out, his the, the burn mark is shaped like a snowflake. No, really? Really? Yeah, I've never noticed that, but it's that's what it's supposed to be. It's like even the the burn parts on it. Oh, cool! Like I didn't his his hair is supposed to be burned out like a snowflake. That's awesome. <laughs> so the hot doorknob, torch in the head, feathers, and then trips on a wire that was between the door frame. Who had it worse? I think the fire alone. Really? Yeah, I would dude. say the nail, dude. Like the fact that Daniel Stern. That's not killing you. Like Daniel Stern stepped on this many things. I mean, like this would that would hurt that nail thing would be alone for me to like I'm done man John McClane John McClane walked through glass and he survived. Well, so so think... the worst thing for Daniel Stern was the nail through the foot, and the worst thing for Pesci was the torch on his head. Hell yeah, dude! Joe so, Pesci got it worse. 
I don't know, man. Oh, man. Nail through the I don't clip. know. Chris, you're deciding factor. I'm Daniel Stern, and Hanto is Joe Pesci. I the flames. Oh, you're not, is, you're not, is this role play? Yeah, <laughs> you're Kevin McAllister. Okay. With the, um, with the ornaments, you can recover from that with, like, stitches and stuff. The yeah. burns, that's, that's permanent. I'm going to go with Daniel Stern. Wow. Because oh. Daniel Stern gets the iron to the head. That was oh, probably... Yeah, and the iron to the head, dude. That would like, hurt so oh bad. My, could you, that just is ridiculous. Okay. And then can you the imagine getting the that, foot? like... Oh, that would hurt. I think... He should be dead. He's I the think, only one that should be dead. I think dead. he would have died in both movies. <laughs> yeah, like he got he turned into a skeleton in the I was second say movie. There's skeleton. Yeah, he's a skeleton in the second one. <laughs> oh, sh- I forgot about that. Yeah, it's the, it's the best scene of all time. That's so creepy. <laughs> so after all these shenanigans, Kevin escapes through the top floor of the house to the treehouse, and then he actually ends up calling the cops at this point. Murphy, my name's Murphy. And then he runs next door to the neighbor's house that's flooded. Because this is a nice little tie-in that didn't have to be there. But Daniel Stern, every time they'd rob a house, yeah. he would turn on their sink and let the house flood because they're the wet bandits. Yeah. And this house that he goes over to is completely flooded. That's awesome. It didn't have to be there. But I think that was nice... the house that he did earlier? Yeah, yeah. because it's flooded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this comes back later on um, because when they get arrested, the cops say, the cops like, hey, you. You, we, he's like, we know exactly every house you did because you tagged each house with yeah. flooding it. So yeah. yeah, which is a cool little detail. Didn't I like it. In there yeah. either. It's awesome. But um, you think Kevin gets caught in this other house uh, as he tries to lead him into another trap. That Joe Pesci's about to eat his fingers. Yeah, which I did read. He actually bit his... Uh, um, yeah. He has a scar on his finger because Joe Pesci did bite it too hard. That's terrifying because I think Joe Pesci's crazy. <laughs> 100%. And Kevin ends up getting saved by old man Marley when he hits him with a shovel. So he ends up saving the day. The next, cops come. They get taken. And the next morning, Kevin wakes up. His family's not there. Then all of a sudden, his mother comes. And this kind of drove me crazy because... His mom went through so much to get there. Yeah. And they have this really touching moment, and then literally 0. 0.5 seconds yeah. later... Like, where's, where's Dad and the others? Yeah. The Sorry, same, honey. Yeah. They couldn't that, make it. And then 0. 0.5 seconds later, they come walking in. She had waited for that flight. Yeah, and, like, if you would have waited for the flight, and, and like, and the, Peter McAllister is so chill about this. He's yeah, he's like, like oh, hey, what's up, Kevin? I was like, yeah. see, I told you you'd be okay. How, like, <laughs> it's like, man, you haven't seen your kid in, like, four days. You're not so. worried about like, this? Like, he could have yeah. been dead, and you're just like... But, Catherine O'Hara has a very touching moment with Kevin. Yeah. This is a great moment. I it's think. perfect. And then, like, Buzz kind of gives him props and everything. And Kevin goes to look outside, and he sees that it's raining potatoes. <laughs> and, and old man Marley is, is having a is, touching moment. By burying the two burglars in the salt, <laughs> melting their bodies. Okay, so then i got to ask this. I'm noticing yeah. this at the end. He's next door. Okay, so here's, this is really weird. Okay, so old man Marley shovels the streets on this neighborhood okay. right that happened to be it's not now is this the house that he lives in or the house that his son lives in is on this neighborhood or no i think it's his it's his yeah it is yeah because if it's not I, like i watched this and i was like this is actually kind of creepy and then i thought it was he's just like thinking, he thought he was like, shoveling his son yeah he shovels his son's neighborhood that he doesn't talk to that he doesn't talk to <laughs> see if he's okay that'd be kind of creepy that'd be kind of sweet and sad at the same time yeah but no, yeah, he has a touching moment with his family. He's reunited with his son after Kevin talked to him. Waves to him. Very touching moment. And you hear Buzz go, Kevin! What you doing in my room? And it cuts to black. And you have the making of a fantastic Christmas film. I yeah. wholeheartedly agree with that. Man, this movie held up. Now, I'm kind of nervous about watching two next year. I did watch two. Did you? Uh, last, last year, I did. I okay. haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen two forever. I, I, I still I'll, enjoy it, but it's like... 
kind of a rehash of the first movie. It's the Ghostbusters <clears throat> 2 of Home Alone. Exactly. You know what yeah. makes this movie, though, and what also makes like something like Gremlins or Die Hard, is that they put Christmas on there for like no reason, really. Because like these movies could be fine without having Christmas attached to them. It's just the happy holidays with an extreme amount of violence. Yeah, but if you attach that holiday to it, then all of a sudden like the viewers like, oh man, Die Hard, it's a Christmas movie. I watch yeah. it every Christmas. That's right? why Home Alone, I watch dude, it every Christmas. That's Gremlins, why, I watch it every that's Christmas. That's why Shane Black constantly writes Christmas into stories because he knows like all the stuff is happening on Christmas. Yeah, it's clever. It's just a clever device to get somebody to like. Well, I feel like it and there's a lot of Die Hard one. Christmas people that are like. They sit there and be like, yeah, Polar Express is awesome, and it's really not. That movie sucks. Yeah, but they just like it because it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Well, I feel like this movie is an actual Christmas movie because it's a Christmas wish. Sure. Kind of like, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. I feel like it falls under the holiday pattern, not just because it's a Christmas movie, but that whole... Isn't it like Krampus? Isn't Krampus he wish, yeah. wish for his but then I family? Yeah, but I gotta something? ask you, though, like, would this movie be successful if it was, like, Easter weekend... No. He's like, my Easter wish this year is my family to disappear. No, my, <laughs> my flag day wish is... The only, <laughs> the only Easter they had to do was in Bill Ted's bogus journey. Oh, man, that ruined Easter for me. That was, stole, that was terrifying. You stole... Um, <laughs> who's... who's um, Bill does the... Oh, no, Bill Bill's the grandma. You stole Theodore's Easter candy or something yeah. like that. I can't remember Yeah. Is. Williams? Oh, God, I hate that part. Dude, that movie's so creepy. We should do that. Oh, I would love to. It's I, a really <laughs> creepy movie, dude. And it's got faith in the morning. in it. Do they really? Yeah. Or just the guitarist. But okay. Primus yeah. is in it, though. Yeah, Primus. Primus I heard about yeah. Primus. Okay. I like this. <laughs> this sounds really good. After the podcast, is, let's record. This is very enjoyable for The me. studio's set up. <laughs> um, that is our final episode of Cinema Cult for 2017. Oh, man. Um, it was a slow year at the beginning, but I feel like we got some really good quality episodes out there towards the end. Well, we had a lot going on between all of us this year, and we've brought up a couple things. Nothing bad news, it's just... Yeah, it was a busy year. You know, us. we're all in our, our 20s and early 30s, and it's yeah. that progression time in our it age is. where things are happening. It turns out, podcasting is really tough. Yeah, we, we all moved further away from each other. Yeah. yeah. So it's like... We all, work, we all work adult hours now. Yeah, we all work adult hours. It's kind of hard to get to each other. And I think we got kind of burnt out, to be honest with you. Burnt out, um, and uh, it turns out it takes a very long time to edit episodes. But yes. then we came up with a new system where we all kind of we kind of put this thing together, so it's working a little bit with easier. With our powers combined, we'll release episodes. Yeah, so I feel like it ended on a strong note. Um, so if you're us- yeah, I was going to say, if you're listening, it's very important to share it with your friends. Yes. Yes. Because Including and Dark House as well. If we get more listeners, we get more episodes out for you guys. This is yeah. true. And iTunes reviews are huge. Yes. Um, yeah, like we said, sharing. Uh, if you want to hear us talk about anything in 2018, tell us. We'll yeah. we'll do it. Yeah, we, it, we've it, already gotten we got we got a list so far for next year, but it's very we can easy. Fit more in. It's very easy to communicate with us. We'll answer your emails at cinemacultpodcast at gmail or you can shoot us a message on Facebook, uh, our Facebook page. We answer those pretty pretty readily. Yeah. Just let us be your friends. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. <laughs> um, our next episode, the first episode of 2018, will be our year in review yeah. that we've done. Is this our third year in a row? Yes, it is. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, we'll break down our top ten of the year, um, talk about some dishonorable mentions, and we're going to add a new thing. We're going to talk about our top three soundtracks of 2017 as well. Cool. But, Thank you so much for a great year. We love doing this. We love that you listened to it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy, and happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. See you next year.
a picture of my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know. I was about to go to dirty territory too. Three. Why are why my magazine pages stuck together? Why is there lotion on my girlfriend's it, picture? And it's just the credits, and it's just him just listing oh. all the stuff. Like, oh, I think you're just listing. I, I think you're going a different route with that. No, we, that's the route we were going with. Like, okay. Three, two, one. 